You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Hello, welcome back to the Alter Echo Sermon Podcast of St. John's Lutheran Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Pastor Kim here today in my office on a gorgeous, sunny, warm February day coming to you with a continuation of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. We have been hearing kind of these um, installments of the Sermon on the Mount the past couple of weeks. So if you have um, been kind of following along with us, you are all caught up, and that's great. And if you have missed a week or two, no problem, um, go back and open up Matthew, chapter 5, and start at the beginning and just read through the initial things that Jesus says um, in order to kind of get a, get a framework for where we are today, which is Matthew chapter 5, starting with verse 21. So if you've got your Bible, you can open that up and read along with me, but I'll re- read aloud for us. Matthew chapter 5, starting with verse 21. Jesus here continues his sermon saying, You have heard it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment, and that if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council, and if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, If you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you will be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, You will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is God's footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great kings. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. 
Oh, my friends, I wonder what sort of invisible things you have brought with you today or that you are carrying with you today. Whether, um, whether you are at work or on the road or at home or somewhere far more wonderful and exciting, <laughs> I wonder what kind of things, um, not just burdens, but what kind of things you're carrying with you today. Is it hope for healing? Maybe grief over a loved one's death? Do you carry with you a thankful heart overflowing with joy? Or maybe you carry desperation or fear? Do you hold suffering with you in this time? Or maybe you, you bring with you a hurt between you and a friend or a family member? Today in this passage, as Jesus continues his sermon, like I mentioned from the Gospel of Matthew, um, which is often called the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus names three experiences that, of things that we have in life. Um, Jesus names anger, adultery, and divorce. And while there are really, of course, some very specific differences between those three, which we won't get into today, they do all share one major casualty in common, hurt between people. Now, that might sound like an oversimplification, but stick with me here. I think there's really something for us in the core of what Jesus has around these three hurt-based experiences today. Now, we could certainly read these words from Jesus' sermon with a focus on preventing hurt in the first place and simply refraining from the kinds of sinful behavior that cause hurt between people in the first place. We certainly could read it that way. But what that kind of interpretation does is impose a heavy weight of impossible morality upon us. Because remember the words we speak together every week at the beginning of worship? Say them with me here. You know them. We confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We cannot free ourselves from sin. Full stop. We just can't. It is utterly impossible for us as human beings to outright avoid all sinful, hurt-causing actions totally and completely throughout the entirety of life. It is simply not possible. Jesus is the only one who has ever and will ever live a sin-free life. And he had an unfair advantage. He was God. Which is why Jesus flips the script on these hurt-filled experiences of life. Things like adultery, divorce, and anger. So when we find ourselves in one of those hurt-filled situations, or one of many other something similar, whether you are the sinner, or the one sinned against, or both, either way, chances are you already feel pretty terrible without adding religious-induced shame to add insult to injury. So, 
Jesus flips the script. And instead of shaming you for whatever role you caused in hurting in the first place with someone you might even love deeply, what Jesus calls you to, what Jesus calls us to instead, is responding with something much more significant and with a lot greater depth. And un, let me try that again. <laughs> he calls us to respond with an intentional effort to go to the person with whom we have hurt between us and attempt to reconcile what's been broken. So if you've got your Bible, go back once to verse 23 and 24 and look at the phrasing in the scriptures as you hear my interpretation rephrasing for you of verse 23 and 24. Someone has unresolved hurt with you? Then what in the world are you doing at church? First, go and work it out with them. Then come back and make your gift to God. Except that most of us don't really know how to attempt reconciliation in the first place. Many of us have never witnessed the move from conflict to repair, much less participated in it ourselves. For many of us, what we have witnessed is the kind of conflict that is a catalyst for emotional explosion, reactivity, and avoidance, leading to long-term growing feelings of alienation, coldness, and distance. Hmm. Instead, Jesus beckons us forward toward reconciliation, which is communication through conflict that is rooted in curiosity, kindness, understanding, and most important here, a willingness to change. A willingness to change that is grounded only in the belief that this other person matters more than being right and matters even more than the hurt between you. Is it a wonder reconciliation is so important and yet also so challenging to walk toward that, toward conflict, takes bravery. Reconciliation in faith calls us to engage in something that many of us have never even seen, let alone learned how to do. But there's good news, people of God. There always is. We, you and I, do not move toward reconciliation all alone. We do this challenging, deeply uncomfortable, courageous work, holding the hand of the one who loves us beyond measure, the one who has been constantly assuring us that we are covered in forgiveness since the earliest days of our lives. We move toward reconciliation, accompanied by the God whose wisdom is far by, beyond ours and who has, remember, successfully reconciled the whole world to God's self in Jesus. Jesus said, in this gospel from Matthew, a couple of different times, you have heard it said, but I say to you, 
we heard that as kind of a recurring framework throughout this gospel today. As we consider moving beyond hurt and toward reconciliation in faith in our real lives and relationships with real people, I have one more of those. You have heard it said, but I say to you for you. You have heard it said, forgive and forget, right? But I say to you now, when a hurt has been mended between you and another, do not forget, but remember the gift of reconciliation and carry it with you as a sign and a promise of God's enduring faithfulness and love. Let us pray. God who mends all that is broken within us and between us, make us whole. May we be gentle with ourselves as we learn how to show up differently in our relationships, especially when there is hurt to be reconciled. Give us courage to walk bravely forward toward the one with whom we hold hurt instead of running away trusting that you, O God, will meet us there in the space between us and will hold us both tenderly in your loving, strong hands. All this we pray in the name of Christ our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button, and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.